0: These originals Now It's time for
1: strong and stable Strong and stable, strong and stable, strong and stable, strong
2: and stable, strong 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 and stable. Strong and stable.
3: Strong and stable. Hello and welcome to Strong and Stable, the podcast that is to political commentary what Ryanair is to customer service. I'm James O'Brien, and this has been the week that's seen Wayne Rooney found guilty of drink driving and sentenced to community service, or being forced to play for England again, as it's sometimes known. It's the week that Jeremy Corbyn spoke Spanish at a party to confuse Piers Morgan. They have parties to confuse Piers Morgan. Where well, was my <laughs> invitation. And, of course, the week that doctors warned that Nerf guns can cause serious eye injuries. Sold, of course, as a bit of a jolly harmless fun, but actually capable of causing irreversible damage. Nerf guns are very much the Brexit of the toy world. But more about Brexit later. Let's meet this week's guests. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by a trio of comedians. You can insert your own Johnson, Davis and Fox gag here. But they are Mr. Mark Steele. Mark, of course, is a Crystal Palace fan, so I won't blame him if he's expecting to be sacked after just four jokes today and replaced (laughs) by Jim Davidson. (laughs) Tiff Stevenson um, has appeared in the show People Just Do Nothing, which many thought was a documentary about the Brexit negotiations. She also (laughs) appeared on Show Me the Funny, which was definitely a show. (laughs) about the Brexit negotiations. And finally, Josh Whittacombe. Josh once worked as a contributor to Dora the Explorer magazine, so is really having to dumb down today. Uh, Presumably, Josh, you weren't a model for Dora herself, as she's too tall offensive but. thank you now <laughs> into this week's hot <laughs> topics and there's none hotter than well it would be remiss of us or rather nobis remissus asset not to kick off with boris johnson whose leadership bid this week could not have been more blatant if he wrote it on the side of a bus one of the points in boris's 10 point plan for a successful brexit was brexit will be a success No, really. Presumably (laughs) his other points included the sky will be blue, the grass will be green and mine's a gin and tonic. He then repeated the million dollar question, I beg your pardon, the 350 million pound lie, but has since denied that he misused statistics and threatened to give anyone who says otherwise a bunch of sixes. It is said that Boris believes Brexit negotiations will fail and end up with Theresa May being humiliated, which sounds implausible because how can you humiliate someone who has already thrown away her party majority, given £1 billion to the DUP and picked you as Foreign Secretary? So let's begin with Boris. It's deja vu all over again. Um, Mark Steele, what do you think that he's actually up to? Oh, I don't know. It's just hilarious,
2: though, isn't it? Because there's so... So nakedly clueless. It's it's brilliant. And you sort of think it's... You think, oh, no, I bet they do know what they're doing, really. But then the odd moments when you watch them and, like, that David Davis, he slouches, he slouches in Parliament, doesn't he, on this sort of thing, goes, oh, I don't know. It's going to (laughs) be sort of done at some point. It'll be a deal. And they make up all this stuff about they have to just go back to the rhetoric and do uh, no long now we're free, no longer do we have to iron our spring onions and stuff like this. At <laughs> last we're free to do deals with countries as yet undiscovered under the sea and There was and, very and,
3: much and, a sense that they were in on a secret that we didn't know. And that, that, that sense is dissipating quite yeah, quickly. Completely
2: they really, really and I thought I think I wrote this in my column. It just looks like they do look because they say, "Oh, it's going to be. Oh, it's quite easy." One yeah, of them said, "A cup oh, of tea."
3: we're doing One over them a said cup of tea. In and I thought you. in a way it is because you're
2: so clueless. It'd be like if I had to be at a meeting of a Formula One team that was designing a new engine. It would be quite easy because I'd just sort of occasionally go, "What's that?" Then uh, I don't know, and then carry on reading Viz magazine, and it would be a really easy I think, I've got, and they're like that. And I think I just think all the foreigners are going, you haven't even
4: looked at this, have you? You haven't looked at the papers? No, we haven't even. We're not even that, mate. (laughs) I don't think he knows how to... I don't think he's got any idea how to secure any deal. David Davis is the only person who could go into WH Smith, buy a Telegraph and fail to get a free bottle of Evian. (laughs) That is how bad he is at securing a deal. I think the Boris thing was kind of, um, well... Let's be honest, I didn't read it. It was 4,000 words. No, it was, it was a very long oh, article. Skimmed it, mate. Skimmed you, only it. Needed, you only needed the 10 <laughs> points,
3: one of which generally, genuinely was Brexit will be a success. And this what? is the point at which you think, well, well, how can everybody not agree that he's...
5: Is he just... He's Buggins' turn, isn't it? Yeah, he, well, he, he literally just thinks, well, it's just going to be my go now. And he's, he yeah. thinks he's been really clever and played a long game. I think that's what Boris has mm. done. Because they made such a mess of it. It was like the men made a mess and then they turned around and went, you're a woman, clean it up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think he thinks that he's, he's played, a, played a really smart, long game. But he's been disastrous at every role he's taken on. Like the mess he left as Mayor of London yep. and now as Foreign Secretary. It's not exactly... It's when Husbands, that sh- was another one.
3: <laughs> Twice.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like gaslighting a whole nation.
3: You, yeah, you, you think so? Look, I mean, that's again. quite sinister. That's when the laughing really, should stop. Do you
5: think he's still
4: popular, though? It's a good question.
5: No.
2: No,
4: I don't think he is. I, I genuinely think... I think this weekend might have... This article might have kind of tipped over because you'd go... You know, like, there's this... Is he pretending to be this guy? Is he... He is so nakedly ambitious now. Mm. It's not mm. even a debate.
5: Yeah, well, the slagging of the BBC, where he sort of accuses the media of unfair bias, and then he goes, he blames it. He blames it um, on like, uh, Barack, and then he says the BBC were unfair what? towards Remain. And you go, the BBC that have put you on, have I got news for you? I don't even know how many times he's been on that show. Oh, Remain. he's on
2: everything. He's probably, uh, now the, the, he commentates on the snooker and all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, he's going to turn up doing people's best man speeches. (laughs)
2: Location, location, location.
4: (laughs) What's this? Get it cheaper than this guy? It would be a good episode of Naked Attraction, though. As the uh, the wall comes up to reveal, not Boris Johnson. (laughs) Johnson.
3: (laughs) He doesn't need to be popular across the country to become leader of the Conservative Party. And if he becomes leader of the Conservative Party, he could conceivably become. Become prime minister, mm. so uh, it, it's about. I mean, do you think he was worried by Jacob Rees-Mogg? I mean, the, the, the idea that someone else, another PG Woodhouse tribute. Oh, he's
2: trying to out mentally.
3: Well, be, I think that might <laughs> be it because the people that like Rees-Mogg would historically be the people that had little pictures of Boris Johnson on there. Fr- I mean, fridge.
5: at least I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but at least Boris didn't call food banks uplifting. No, yeah. I mean, this is where we're at. Where, and actually, people just defending Rees-Mogg now, going, "Well, he's allowed his religious beliefs. He's allowed to be." Uh, anti-choice, uh, anti-abortion. And why is it only ever really disgusting men that are anti-choice? Is it because that's the only way they're going to spread their genes? <laughs> as, if it's th- as if it's through force. I mean, he's such a repugnant man that actually Boris does look nicer yeah, next I, to I, him.
4: Yeah, I'd quite look forward to Boris Johnson v. Jacob rees Where Boris Johnson is the Bernie Sanders of the runoff. Oh, that would be quite an oh, insane Please. situation. I think the thing with Boris, I... I um we had Boris on the last leg a few years ago, and hmm. the most telling thing I've ever seen is when we came back from the break. Uh, just before we came back from the break. He looked at himself in the monitor and just messed his hair up oh. more. Uh, Paul
2: told me that about. Have I got news for you? He said yeah. exactly the same thing. Exactly yeah, yeah, the yeah. same thing. He was all done and everything exactly, just as the just who was about it, rah, 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 with the hair. <laughs> yeah, and there, the like he's
3: with not
5: Milton thing. Jones. He's not allowed <laughs> to do that.
3: But he also does the thing. Does um, he
5: untie his shoelaces as well? Because <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Put it past
3: him. But he does the thing when he gets on there and pretends he doesn't know where he is, which he's done on like three or four different occasions, and and, mm. and reads the room wrong sometimes, and, and they're quite offended that he doesn't know where he is. But of course, it plays into this. This buffoonish exterior that he cultivates with incredible care. But this this Boris story was basically him trying to get away from the burning building that he set fire to and trying to be as far away as possible by the time the fire engine arrived. But he can't resign. With
4: that hair, you don't want to be near fire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he can't resign because that's retreating. That's, that's, that's yeah. betraying the cause. So it's, we are in interesting times. I'll I, I put the last word on this to a tweet that came out on the story this week. If you ask me, Boris Johnson is a deeply implausible politician with a ludicrous image who is clearly unfit for high ministerial office, tweeted Lord Buckethead. <laughs> 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 pretty close. Pretty close to definitive. Strong and stable. So it does seem, of course, and Boris leads neatly into this question, that there are lies, damned lies, and Boris Johnson statistics. <laughs> Indeed, they say that Boris Johnson lies so frequently his pants are now lined with asbestos. I'm sorry. Of course, <laughs> politicians have always been economical with the truth, but now we hear outright lies from the leader of the free world, no less. Um, what do we do when our politicians, Josh, are the ones actually spreading the fake news. I-, I feel sorry for comedians and satirists, actually, because it's like you're being trolled by reality. Well, he's a, he, it's very difficult to parody a parody, isn't mm. it? Um,
4: I think that feels the same with Donald Trump as well. You kind of get to that point where you go, it's just it's just white noise and you're kind of trying to make jokes about something that's so outlandish. You're going, do you know what? I see I'd love to go back to making jokes about the erm or something. <laughs> <laughs> the good
3: old days. The good
4: old days. Like, is it is it
5: is it knowing now? Just knowingly doing because when the the whole thing was sort of kicking off. I remember during Edinburgh with Kim Jong. And Trump and the name calling and then Trump coming out. And, you know, first it was fire and fury. Then it was locked and loaded. And I was like, is he just naming Jason Statham films? <laughs> <laughs> is that what's happening? Um, but you have to kind of think there's a knowingness to that, you know, of kind of going, well, while they concentrate on that, we can just get all the really nasty. Yeah. But what's the other choice? Not say anything, not call him out on, you know, his behavior. But you, g-
3: I've, Tiff, I've had an almost ex- existential crisis on on, on showing people Something that's not true, and them still insisting that it's true. This is the point when when senior people, whether it's Trump or whether it's Boris Johnson or whether it's you know Papers of Record, like that, printing stuff that's demonstrably untrue, like the 350 million quid on the side of the bus, yeah, and they're not changing their mind. Of well, there's still no quite...
5: repercussions as that's well for it. the people who've 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 lied in the first place. Like Boris and Nigel have not faced any repercussions for that no. lie, and so many. And I mean, surely Glad that you're on must first be first name
4: terms with them too. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Bozzer and Nige, Bozer and <laughs> <See>, Bozer's <Bozzer's, laughs> Nige and Tiffers. We all hang out together.
3: Happy days. Day. Well, well, so,
2: it's hard though, isn't it, when you've got because when pe- people are just using the facts to justify the positions that they hold anyway. So if you if your facts refute what they think, you know, so. I remember this conversation I with a bloke who was in a pub. <laughs> Honestly, true. He said, uh, I'll tell you what's in Kosovans, right? They come over and they undercut the, the British workers' wage, see? Because they, they come over, they, hundreds of them, and they come over, they work for nothing. The bastards. They work for nothing. And then a you know, the British builder can't get a decent wage. I said, I, that's not, I don't think that's true, mate. That's not, it, it's, I'm telling you, it's true. The bloody Kosovans! hundreds of them, they come over, to work for nothing, work for next, next to nothing, so we went on like this for a while. I said it's not true mate. All the thing... he says I'm telling you it's true. He said I know it's true. Because I employed a bastard. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting when people talk that way about immigrants because you go, well, you should talk that way about technology, you know. Because it's <laughs> the same with the self-service machines. They bring them over, don't they, from China. They don't speak our language. <laughs>
3: no,
0: Loads done. of
5: people have <laughs> lost their jobs because of them. You <laughs> know, true. it's the same, so, so same. At
3: least they're not sending money back to China. That would be, be, be the gravest defence. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, in
5: yeah. an era where flat-earth people, have conspiracy theorists, have come this back is This true, is actually true, isn't it? This is yeah. The figure of speech, flat, earth. flat yeah. earth conspiracy I don't theories? <laughs> no, they don't really. they don't no, but no, no they, they do, they do. They ex- you know, the, we're sort of in an age where like the truth is just it, it, it's uh, it's the edges have become fuzzy, it's molding, it's it's post-truth, alternative facts, we fake news, it? and it becomes Im- Im- impossible to know. I, I, I think the BBC did on April Fool's Day this year. I really noticed it. There were a few, not just the BBC, but a few websites and publication, and The Guardian, who did big fake front-page news. And I was like, you can't do fake news stories like that in an era of fake news. No. <laughs> like, it's because... Because people are already doing that, yeah, not yeah, for yeah, a joke. Yeah. I mean, I think with someone like Trump, like Trump versus Nixon, when mm. Watergate happened,
4: you know, political frost.
5: Huh? <laughs> said, yes, <laughs> very different film <laughs> I watch it though. I
4: Michael Sheen's best role for me
5: <laughs> uh, but yeah comparatively when Watergate when that sort of scandal broke the politicians actually when I, I cannot in good consciousness mm. stand by whereas the Republicans haven't done Do you, that they haven't sort of separated themselves point. from Trump in that way and you know how much evidence is sort of stacking up against Trump that says There's interference with an election. Now, surely that would affect the outcome, and what happens then? I mean, it's unprecedented and unprecedented Mm. in both terms.
4: At the start, everyone was like, "Do you think he'll serve four years?" And then we go, "Yeah." I don't think there's any doubt now that he's absolutely untouchable. There's nothing he could say or do that wouldn't.
3: That's the yeah. most... thing. I mean, he said that himself in the campaign. He could yeah. shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and they'd still cheer, which... But goes- he's
5: just trolling Hillary Clinton now. And it's like, still. you won. And Obama. You
3: won. Yeah. He's still trolling you're, Obama as well. To- it's the strangest thing. But you're right. I like the Nixon comparison because it was as if there was a line then. Even if it was a buried line and, and it was very right. hard to find the line and you had to, you know, break into buildings and do amazing journalism and all sorts to work out where the line was, there's no line anymore. Because if there was a line, I mean, how could he not have crossed it?
2: Has that not been a bit sort of rosy so. about the past so, well, because he, he didn't you just. T- you tell us, Mark. Well, no, no, he didn't. I, oh, I do recall. I recall Eisenhower indeed uh, was, uh, uh, met him, I believe, a couple of occasions. The uh, uh, no, but Nixon was caught yeah. telling all manner of lies, uh, including setting up a burglary. Yes, and not only that, but that came on. The, well, crucially, he'd lost in Vietnam. That was why yeah. there was a sort of. Um, yeah, that, that's why Nixon was. Vulnerable. Was, was vulnerable, yeah, because he'd it, it, he was sort of the man at the helm when America faced its one of its greatest ever sort of loss of esteem, wasn't it?
4: So, so, so what we need he, is Trump to lose the North Korean war, <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> and then you <laughs> anyway, yeah.
3: Strong and stable. Now it's time for us to go over to Italy, where Theresa May is just rebooting. Ah, I mean preparing to give her Florence address.
0: Hello. Can I start by saying it is an honour to talk to you today in Florence, a city which was once the financial capital of the world, but whose influence has since faded, much like London. I would speak in Italian, but my Italian is not very good and I would probably lose the majority of you very quickly, and not for the first time. I hope to be able to visit Michelangelo's David later. Utterly exposed, inflexible, and with an oversized head, I hear it is to be renamed Michelangelo's David Davis. In fact, I'm told some of the artifacts in the Uffizi Gallery are almost as ancient as Jacob Rees Mogg's worldview, and worth nearly as much as a DUP minister. Since I announced that I would be making this speech, there has been much speculation about what I would say, mostly from people hoping I would resign. Sorry, Boris. The purpose of my speech is twofold. Firstly, I would like to provide you with an update on progress with the Brexit negotiations. But hey, beggars can't be choosers, which coincidentally is the motto of our negotiation team. Secondly, I want to underline the government's wish for a deep and special partnership with the European Union post-Brexit. We just don't want to give you any money for it. And I hope we will soon resolve the issue of the transition period, by which I mean the time between me sacking my old advisers and finding someone new to blame everything on. Thank you for listening. I'm off to test my new Henry VIII powers by calling into the Vatican on the way home and telling the Pope where to shove it. Ciao. Just one Cornetto.
3: Many thanks Prime Minister Jan Ravens, whose speech, of course, takes us nicely into our next topic. The current cabinet split over Brexit. Yes, Theresa May is trying to straddle Philip Hammond and Boris Johnson. I'm so sorry for putting that image in your head (laughs) by saying this week, I'm in charge and denying that she's lost control of her ministers, which is the surest sign yet that she's not in charge and has lost control of her ministers. It's the political equivalent, if you like, of the chairman's vote of confidence in the football manager. Cabinet (laughs) members like Johnson and Go favour a Canada style Brexit, while others like Philip Hammond and Amber Rudd reportedly prefer a Norway one. And then there's Ian Duncan Smith's extreme hard Brexit. A concept so dangerous and disturbing that even Ross Kemp won't make a show about it. Friends <laughs> friends of Boris Johnson, meanwhile, say that he might well resign over a Swiss-style Brexit. So, you know, every cloud. Do we have actual ideas on what a good Brexit... Don't shake your head at me, Whittaker. <laughs> uh, what, a, uh, 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 what a good Brexit uh, would... What now is the best are case you're saying, scenario?
4: Do I have the answer that no one else has? Yeah, I just <laughs> want... Well, no, a theory. I mean,
3: I what a good d- Brexit
4: d- would be? Yes, Stay in the Champions League, but not in the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> keep well, our Eurovision. Thursday. The Eurovision. Strong. Take it. Keep yeah. it. <laughs> but I want my Thursday nights free. All right. Let's do it this way.
3: <laughs> let's do it. I will, I will offer you a Brexit, and you will, in a single line, one by one, tell me what it is. Right. So, um, Mark Steele, what's a Canada-style Brexit?
2: Oh, a Canada-style Brexit will be... Um, uh, one word I don't know we play ice hockey instead of football <laughs> Tiffany Nor- Norway
3: style Brexit
5: um, that's what Alex Salmon wanted isn't it you see, Alex Salmon said he wanted a, a, a Norway style Brexit but they call him uh, Alex Gravelax
3: there
4: <laughs> <laughs> just Norway light well, this is the problem that I've only just learned that Norway isn't in the EU. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much <laughs> on, on,
3: on, on the perfectly reasonable grounds that Norway it looks like it. it's in the EU. It smells. It walks like it's in the EU.
4: That's that's Norway. Norway like. is
3: Denmark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we you. just
4: deal them into two piles, and then we can have what we want with half of them, and they can have what they want with the other half, and you shuffle them up so that. You know, it's a fair deal. See,
3: a mere moments ago, you were mocking the idea that you <laughs> might have the <laughs> yeah, answer that's God, yeah. eluded everybody else. <laughs> okay, imagine the <laughs> excitement <laughs> as
4: they as they did that live on TV revealed what we'd been dealt. <laughs> oh, brilliant!
5: Oh, like, yeah, with yeah. Them, like with the when they do the lotto. Oh, the draw. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, to that that take the more balls more. out yeah, cup and, it, and it says oh, tobacco. It
4: be, um, <laughs> and it can all be in
2: boxes and hosted by Noel Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and so right, well, and be on the, the little things like on one side. Yeah, could be yeah, exactly. Dates <laughs> and then on the other side, like cars
3: and shit. So the, I think uh, you, oh you, you, no, you, no, <laughs> Luxembourg's got Wiltshire. <laughs> and so you highlight the problem with Josh's <laughs> plan, which is that it isn't too... Luxembourg's it's, smaller it's, than Wiltshire. They'd, they'd get they? 27's worth of cards and we'd they'd get 20, one's worth, oh of, wouldn't God. we? Uh, this is the point the negotiators have also oh missed. No. There's 27 of them and there's only one of us. Oh. Right? Oh. And they're acting in the interest of so, But anyway, while you're on form, Josh, Swiss style Brexit.
4: This is the problem. I keep finding out these countries aren't in the EU. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Swiss. I don't know. Um, they pay some money. They pay some money to and be then, like a single market member, but and, they, is that money? and then they hide
5: it from the Germans. <laughs> yes, that money, gold, and got suspiciously. <laughs> they
3: hide it for, <laughs> for the Germans. They hide it for the Germans. I think historically, um, and, and they then they can sell it I mean, in who
5: cares out. about history? Come on, James. Of, of it's the the a market. podcast.
3: No, you're quite right. The terrible
2: thing is, this is pretty much the same as the discussions in the cabinet. Yeah, apart from we've got more notes. Uh, yeah, I think this
3: is true. I increasingly think this is actually yeah. true, and that's why I guess that explains to take us that back to the exactly beginning. That is
2: exactly what's happening. David Davis is going,
3: is Norway not in the EU? That's <laughs> true, isn't it? What about Rwanda? They, 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 they said that we can start doing deals the minute that the, well, this the, is... the vote has happened, the minute the referendum or the minute Article 50 is triggered. Fox and Davis both said we can start doing deals. and well, like... are, No, you, you legally and absolutely categorically can't. What's your job title again? Brexit. Oh, shit. The brilliant one was, um,
2: uh, this is a joke I've been doing, so I'm not going to try and pretend I'm just thinking of it, but it was um, the one that <laughs> I said, I think, it was, I think it was it was uh, David Davis, I think, who said that we'll get a better deal from the EU once we're not a member. <laughs> right? Is that how membership works? You get a better deal. So if you go to the snooker club, can I come in? Are oh, yes. you remember, not in the slightest, then use all our facilities. <laughs> Here's the chalk. This is Cindy. She'll give you a massage. Just give her a whistle. Oh. Can I come in? Are you a member? Yes.
3: Piss off! <laughs> a fully paid up card. Out, <laughs> ah, you cheeky bastard. Ah. Out! Oh, I'm sorry, sir.
5: Oh, God. Who's Cindy that gives massages at the snooker club? That's what I want
0: to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, um, the, the, the,
3: the other one, someone tweeted that it's like, I'm going to leave Netflix. And I'm going to renegotiate my own deal with every studio yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the country. And again, they come back. I see it a lot on Twitter. I'm exposed to it more than most. And they come back and start trying to argue that point as well. As like, oh, no. I think you'll find that Netflix actually has. <laughs> I, I used Netflix when the, when the vote came
5: up, when the referendum
3: happened. I was like,
5: I don't think we should have been given a vote because I can barely rate a film on Netflix. <laughs> you cannot leave big, important. I mean, this is what we pay them to do. Why aren't they doing what we pay them to do? If, if
4: there's so many types of Brexit, yeah, we should have split the vote. So, well, it was which one do you want? Like they are. Yeah, but it's fifty-two well, percent. It's fifty-two percent. Once you split it up, it
3: should have been no Swiss, Norwegian, Romanian. Yeah, but that's Romanian. why. That's why. Well, the, that's the why the rhetoric becomes the will one? of the people. Because the, the only yeah. alternative to saying no, we voted for this, we voted for this, the will of the people. The only alternative is to say, well, actually, you can't find two levers now yeah, who'll yeah. agree on. So oh, no. much like, voted for.
5: So what's the, what's the extreme hard Brexit? Apart from sounding like something on the stool
3: chart, the Brussels stool level. What is that? What
5: is that the extreme hard? That sells out.
3: Sells out. I've, just, I've just treated like a third country, following we, um, World Trade Organization tariffs. So that's not having
2: any deal at all.
3: Nothing. No deal. That's we
2: what's
4: going to push happen. away from the mainland of France. Right. Like you know, when you're on a Lilo and you push away <laughs> from the side.
3: <laughs> they get some tugs. Yeah. Some tugs would appear from Brussels, <laughs> Towers slightly closer to America. Oh, cork so in God. that tunnel. That's what they're going to do. Brick it up. Brick it up.
1: It's strong and stable.
3: And now it's time to go over to our special correspondent, Jonathan Pye, who this week went to the Lib Dem conference so that
1: we didn't have to. Thank you, Jonathan. I'm here at the Lib Dem conference where Vince Cable has just finished his first conference speech as leader. Here are a few of the highlights. Bloody hell, this is depressing. Isn't it? I mean, the Lib Dem conference used to be the one to go to. It was the one you wanted. It was party time, especially under Charles Kennedy. We never went to bed full of students. Well, they've all fucked off now. Can't imagine why. I mean, this feels like a wake. It's like they're mourning. It's like it's like they're mourning. I don't. I don't know purpose. They're certainly not mourning. What's his name? Was it Tim Farron? Was it Farron or Fallon? I can never remember his name. And now, of course, I don't have to. <laughs> Half the conference looks suicidal and the rest are apparently on a different planet. I mean, I think they've all gone a bit loopy. Vince Cable says his job is to try and become Prime Minister. I mean, how the fuck are you going to do that? Join Labour, start from the bottom, making the tea, work his way up, and who knows, in 20 years, when he's 108... I mean, even he looked embarrassed saying that in his speech. They were applauding, but in that way that a studio audience applauds because they're told to. I mean, I suppose it's possible he could do it. If Donald Orange Sack of Minge Trump is in a position to lecture the UN about world affairs, then, you know, Vince Cable could be Prime Minister. A world where a Nobel Peace Prize winner is turning a blind eye to ethnic cleansing is surely a world where Vince Cable could become Prime Minister. Anyway, as well as becoming Prime Minister, he wants another referendum on the terms of Brexit. I mean, have they gone mental... That's quite a complicated thing, the terms of Brexit. You know, the last referendum question was pretty simple, and that didn't exactly go to plan. And the last referendum the Lib Dems called for was to change to the alternative vote system. You remember that? A system which anyone who bothers to look at how it actually works will in about 30 seconds concede is a vastly fairer way of, well, fucking voting. And yet, ask what they prefer, the electorate decided, fuck's sake, they can't even get a vote about a vote right. Stupid twats. Let's leave the referendums alone for a bit, yeah? Just concentrate on something simpler, Vince, like, you know, becoming Prime Minister or or time travel. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the speech was well received, so let's talk to some of the delegates and get a
3: reaction. Thank you, Jonathan Pye. Yes, the Lib Dems, who are trying to appear young, relevant and dynamic, chose Bournemouth, the place elderly people go to die, for their conference venue. Vince Cable made a plea for sensible grown-ups to unite to oppose Brexit, or failing that for Lib Dem members to do so. And after the conference, the party released a video of Vince trying to look cool and winking at the camera. Which jammed their phone lines as most people were worried that he'd had a stroke. Um, it's
0: it's it's one of
3: the one of the abiding mysteries of modern politics is why the Liberal Democrats haven't cut through more. Mark, because in a way this this should have been their opportunity. I, I don't want to focus just on Brexit. What, do you think they're still relevant or do you think they're a busted no, flush? This slightly, but Clegg's stuffed them, hasn't he for for probably sixty or seventy years. Mm.
2: I, I, mean, at the time, I remember at the time when he trebled the tuition fees, especially it was quite pertinent to me at the time, kids being the age of were, and uh, and I remember sort of various people, including Michael Portillo that night on the his, his DAF programme, saying, oh, by the time <laughs> of the next election, so this was, what was that, about 18 months into the parliament or something, yeah. whatever it was, by the time of the next election, people will have forgotten all about this. I thought, <laughs> what, really? Do you think people will be going, I seem to be £60,000 in debt, but I can't,
1: why is that? I, I can't, what was it? Did we Spending buy on
5: of- those English yeah. apples? Yeah, yeah exactly. What did we do? Did we have a
2: holiday in Las Vegas? I can't remember. Of course people remember it. and um, And they remember that he did all of that Pledge, pledge, pledge. And it's not enough to have a pledge because people don't believe that. So I'm going to be sort of f- yeah. sacrificing things my own blood and written like some medieval sort of Viking type thing. You know, a pledge we will never, ever do. And then no. doing the very opposite of the thing he pledged to do. And that stuffed them. And once you've then got a whole generation of people who go, oh, no, I don't like them, it's hard to win it back, isn't it?
5: Well, also a whole generation of people who would have come into voting age and been trying to have higher education... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. within that four years that are going, oh, no, now I can't do this because of the amount of money. I remember we did like, there was like a sit-in at one of the universities. We did a big we did a big gig, I think, tin and organised, you know, with this kind of anti-tuition fit. And mm. it was the big thing. Everyone went, mm. yeah, we'll vote. I did the, the pro-tuition. You did the pro-tuition. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I think people should pay for oh, education. <laughs> <a
4: family>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we made a lot of money, actually. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
5: But yeah, it's it's it, that was the that was the big that was the big problem. That's why lots and similarly to the three hundred and fifty million lie about yeah. the NHS, that was why a lot of people voted for the Lib Dems. Click, has a
3: kind of justification for that in that in that, in that, that both manifestos uh, theoretically get ripped up when a coalition deal is struck. But but and that's probably what Portillo thought people but,
4: would recognise. Is there
3: an, but, an argument that what we've seen with the Tories since the Lib Dems
4: mm. have gone mm. is going to lead to a kind of Feeling that wow, maybe they did tem- temper them a bit. Do you know, I'm mean? yeah, not yeah, trying to yeah, say yeah, they're good. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't know
5: how much good we did in that time. Well, yeah. tell us, give us a literal list of where you stopped things being as extreme as they could have been. And, and if I'm anyone...
4: sure he will once he gets his publishing deal.
3: <laughs> but there's another story about William Hague going home um, to his wife after the coalition deal had been struck and saying to his wife, "I think we might just have finished the Liberal Democrats."
4: What do you yeah, think really? the Liberal yeah. Democrats Kevin... should have done? Do you think they should have not gone into? Because I don't know the answer to this. They should have gone into coalition with Gordon Brown. Do you think think they should have done that? that they have got very unpopular. They'd have got
3: crucified. Who, 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 unpopular with whom? It would have been the, 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 the same democratic mandate that coalition with the Tories, mm. almost. The only people that would have gone nuts would be the Daily Mail. And if I they could have they ridden should... that out, they'd have been fine.
2: I wonder whether they should have gone into the coalition with the DUP. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't think they could afford it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you it
0: need a such. magic seen money seen
5: tree for that. For that. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Anyone think Tim Farron might have done a better job? Because what you're talking about is being unable to disassociate themselves from, from decisions that were taken seven years ago. I mean, albeit that the Ramifications are still impact. There was, some, there was
4: some other baggage, wasn't there, with Tim Farron?
5: There but, were, yes, like the Rees Mogg. The... But he
3: wasn't doing any business before he came out with his with his yeah. views on on equal no. marriage and and um, abortion. But I suppose they're just
4: they're just trying to weather the storm, aren't they? But Vince Cable's the kind of person you're just getting because he's a bit of a nice bloke, really. But he is so a he's a nice Too bloke. old. Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah, a nice he's bloke. Too right?
5: old. Well, he's what's he now? Seventy three, seventy four.
2: Might
4: even be older than that. Robert <laughs> Mugabe manages to run and <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, what, about, what about a certain yeah. man
4: called Nelson Mandela, <laughs> yeah. He very old. Yeah. <laughs> but,
5: but, but you can't say you're the party of the youth and <laughs> <No>. then go cable. <laughs> if he's I was, to
4: go, if I was to go for a pint Would with we, any currently. of the party leaders, I'd definitely go cable. I bet, I bet he'd be you'd great go, on You wouldn't him.
5: go for a pint, you'd go for an early bird special, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: well, that's not what i heard. <laughs> Not once Did he's, you see? Not, not once he starts <laughs> buying pills off a bloke in a ponytail. In <laughs> the toilet. Vince Cable. Did you see the, the 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 hat and the wink thing? Did you see no? that little no, the footage of no. him doing the, it? Oh, kind of went. But no. Speaking of his age, um, someone called actually, I think he's on the Mirror. Mikey Smith treated this week. Fun fact: so Vince Cable is four years older than both India and the United States Air Force. I think they should have gone with Lloyd George.
2: <laughs> he was a successful leader for them, all the right, didn't he? Yeah, back for a bit.
3: Bring him back for a bit. <laughs> Nigel Farage is younger than Keanu Reeves. No. no. While, while we're playing this game. Sorry,
5: did you say younger or fitter? Yeah, well,
3: he's, he's a few years younger. Farage is a few years younger than Keanu Reeves.
5: I mean, he's wow. had a, he's had
4: a hard on. life, has he? I just realised I haven't seen Keanu Reeves in 20 years, so I don't really know. Oh, he's still, he's, you
5: still would, Josh.
4: Still got it. I definitely <laughs> you still would. would. For the anecdote. <laughs> Oh yeah, you would of course. Of course. <laughs> if that I came in here and go you're not one, gonna believe it? what I did <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a clue. More rings than Nigel Farage. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is
1: strong and stable.
3: <laughs> Finally, this week saw Donald Trump's former press secretary, Sean Spicer, take to the stage at the Emmys. This is a story. Um, surely the worst awards appearance since Joseph Goebbels' comedy cameo at the Hitler Youth Awards in 1933. <laughs> um, I think that was known as the Addies at the time. Apparently, the people who booked Spicer have also lined up Steve Bannon for the Grammys and Hurricane Irma for the Oscars. <laughs> Still, at least actor Jason Isaacs called him a giant, festering abscess. And surely, when Lucius Malfoy thinks that you're the bad guy, you really are. The mm-hmm. bad guy. Um, although presumably Spicer would defend Malfoy by saying that he was just following Voldemort's orders. How did you three feel about this? Because spicy. sorry, because was he wasn't some sort of comedy sidekick. He was up front and centre, punting stuff that was demonstrably untrue. And then fast forward six months, he's getting kissed by James Corden. Where, where's Julian Clary? That sounds like a,
5: a euphemism, yeah, exactly. by the what, way. Getting kissed getting by James,
3: by Corden. James Corden. By. No, he was literally <laughs> kissed by James Corden, which I suppose is better than being. By <laughs> Julian <Judy> Clary, <laughs> I
4: think it was Norman
1: Lamont. Yeah. Yes, it, was. it, was, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What do you um, think,
3: though?
4: Do you know what? I, I don't care. Do you really I, not? I, because I have no interest in the Emmys. I just, yeah. I don't. I just don't care is this about. Li- a, is this
5: about not being nominated for Sour one? Gosh. What is <laughs> their problem? What is their problem?
4: <laughs> have they not got a best performance of the Glee Club category? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. American award ceremonies, I don't like... The well, think of, it, then,
3: think of it then, think of it as an embrace from the showbiz mainstream then, rather
4: But than we as... act like the showbiz mainstream of this kind of wonderful moral guard, compass and guardian. I mean, mm. like, you know, it's Hollywood, isn't it? It's, it's full of absolute wankers <laughs> and what's the problem with one more you know yeah, I mean, yeah, you a make a good, good point it is a good point it, good makes, a good, it <laughs> makes a good case <laughs> You're waiting for who not Hollywood
0: not a bad person in Hollywood <laughs> whatever
2: next <laughs> but not only bad but also arrogant and <laughs> <sort of> pretentious <laughs> and somewhat obsessed with themselves rather than with the moral I fortitude of think there might be a of bit nation. of entitlement I'm in sure that room that just that possibly is. Is. What's he... They, they're just spoiling the whole night. I hadn't thought of it all this way All these way lovely people there yeah. that would just care to... That just exist just so they can help old blind ladies across the road. <laughs> and
4: then pops someone who's worked with Donald Trump. To be honest, I think there's an argument that Sean has lowered himself by doing the Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> Who, um, in this
2: country, if you were... Because that could happen, right? So yeah. it's not that inconceivable. You'd be at a, a, some sort of function or something and up pops someone or other, who would you sort of go... I'm
4: too polite. That's the problem. Like, the things... Is there anyone you would go... I don't know that there is a British equivalent. If you knew how... I've given five stars to some of the worst Uber drivers in the world. I am the (laughs) politest man. Like, I I think, like, you... No, I... I wish that I could go, do you know what? If I met bloody Theresa May, I would tell her what I think of her, but if I met Theresa May, I'd go... Oh, it's a pleasure, you know,
3: because, cause, you know... No, I, I, I do.
4: Polite. I mean, it's not just yes, the I, British I thing we,
3: either, it's a human thing. Yeah, you don't know, yeah. very few people go out looking for animosity and aggro.
4: No, exactly. I, I don't know, have you ever... Um, oh, no,
3: I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, there are people, I wouldn't be in the
2: same, you know, I just politely sort of... I, bumped, I, I walked past George Osborne the other day because his office is in the independence... I yes, that's right, that's right, yeah. One, of his, I one my... of his seven I, 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 Yeah, I could have gone, oh, you and we're all in it together. Well, bollocks to you, Mr Tory Chancellor. That's what I think of you and your austerity, and I doubt very much whether it would have made any difference.
3: But it was an invitation. I, it was a choreographed invitation. It wasn't passing in a chorus. You corridor, might
5: have gone on Osborne's list to chop up and yeah, put,
3: put it in the freezer. freezer. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
5: Yes, I don't want. I I think it's a problem.
1: I do I
5: do I do think it's a problem Uh, you know when Melissa McCarthy's playing him on SNL it is satire and they are exposing the lies and making fun of him but him being up there is him being embraced him being allowed to speak one is a you know one is a piece of satire and the other is a hateful person at a podium hateful asshole at a podium being given you know and and, and then he'll do the after dinner circuit and then he'll just be you know so I think making a joke of like very very dangerous figures which has happened historically people People like Gaddafi as well. You know, once you make this, oh, isn't it, we cut, sort of cosy up to mm. him and it's a fun and here he is with his tent and while all of this is going on, this kind of circus and and, and Sean Spicer being part of that and doing a jokey speech yeah. and getting laughs and being in with everyone is part of that same, mm. was you good? know. Was he good? I'd give him a five at the comedy store. <laughs> I didn't see yeah, like... it.
2: If it was like, did he smash it? <laughs> if it was... <laughs> If we had the sort of television yeah. we had now, yeah. in the 1940s, there'd be a programme on which, oh, we've got Hitler to come on as a guest. It would yeah, happen, I, wouldn't I, it? And he'd all be, a, you know, and there'd say be say sort this. of a few people goose-stepping and stuff, and it'd all be a bit of a...
4: He'd be the host of Good Morning Britain, you'll uh, well, would a show No, <laughs> I, think, I think you'll find he'd have, have a show on LBC, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I would watch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone from Corrie
4: being interviewed by Hitler, you would watch it
2: while Susanna Reid sat next to him looking a little Just bit disgruntled and uncomfortable <laughs> but it's all in the contract gonna, what gonna, do? we've got someone
5: in from the Isle of Wight who's very uncomfortable with their son going to school with someone who changes uniforms tweet us, let us know Thought what you think <laughs> I'm
3: going to leave you with the uh, good on uh, <laughs> the full text of that Instagram post from Jason Isaacs who found himself in the room and I think is a little closer to, to Tiff perhaps than to Josh on this one he wrote "He wrote, hoping to forget politics for one night and bask in other people's glory at the Netflix Emmys And who do I spot at the bar late at night but the poisonous purveyor of lies, Sean Spicer. What were the Emmys thinking celebrating this modern-day Goebbels, who was the thuggish face of Orwellian doublespeak just moments ago? Three surprising things about him. One, he comes about up to my nipples. Two, he doesn't think he should hide himself under a rock from shame for the rest of his life. And three, he's deeply unattractive from the inside out. He has the aura of a giant festering abscess. Strange, since he was so charismatic at that elevated Podium. Oh, he's won me round. That's I'd brilliant.
4: agree with him on all but one point. No one goes to towards somebody to bask in other people's
1: glory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
4: lost <laughs>
1: me there, Jason. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Strong and Stable.
3: Let's round off this week's fun and games with our with our traditional quiz. Um, who said it this week? Who called Boris Johnson a Poundland Donald Trump?
4: Great work, whoever it was. But I don't know. Er... Uh,
3: I'll give you a visual clue. Is it? Oh, Oh, cable! (laughs) (laughs) I I just mind putting a hat on for the benefits of the tape. Yeah, Yeah. I mind winking and. Didn't he nick it off
5: Russell Brand? Yeah, Russell Brand did it best with Farage. Yeah, Enoch Powell. Oh, that was right. Or Oswald Mosley? Oswald Oswald
3: Mosley across. Was it Oswald Mosley or Enoch Powell? I thought it was Powell. It might have been, but it was across the Question Time table. Brilliant stuff. Um, Tiff, who described working with whom as like being stuck in a cage with a demented gorilla?
4: Sorry about that.
5: One, Tiff. Yeah, that was Josh and I when we did Mock the Week. Uh, well, it was a really rough record, that one.
4: They shouldn't have brought out the cage. It was unfair. It's the only way to stop us walking forwards.
3: Um, ooh, ooh. Um, it's Nick Clegg on working with David Cameron in coalition government. I, wow. I missed that. I dig that. And finally, for you, Josh, who said. Fue un placer conocerte. Es mejor que no los digamos de lo que estábamos hablando. No lo entendería. Muy buen juego en el partido el domingo. Jeremy Corbyn, beautifully played. Give Thank us the you. context. Um, he was ordering
4: Spanish. tapas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: like, why? Why was he speaking Spanish? Oh.
4: um... I don't know, but I just to annoy in Piers Morgan. Wasn't really? It?
3: You don't? I mean, it was brilliant. He was talking to Hector Bellerin, the Arsenal player at oh, the was party. He? Yeah, yeah. a party, yeah. At a party, the kind of parties you hate. But, <laughs> and, and, and Piers Morgan, they were right. talking in English, I think, and Piers Morgan came over trying to join in. So oh, Jeremy wow, Corbyn just brilliant. started speaking fluent Spanish to, to, to Bellerin. And then complained so about it on that, Twitter. See, so he's that,
4: funny. Is, is, so, what party is Hector Bellerin? Piers Morgan and Jeremy Corbyn invited
5: My <laughs> house party, I'm really sorry, guys. I just it 4 was a thing.
4: <laughs> only
5: three left. It was a thing was for, the... A <laughs> for
4: the. It was a
2: thing for the for the local allotments, and there's just been some really unusual people there going down, growing like radishes and that. And... <laughs> And that's what that said. I didn't expect to see you. Look at the size of my marrow. Marvellous
0: asparagus. (laughs) (laughs) I think it might have
3: been the GQ Awards. Possibly, or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's why it happened. Jeremy Corbyn spoke in Spanish so that he could blank Piers Morgan, a story which has now led to a massive global increase in demand for Spanish lessons.
4: The joke's on him because Hector Bellerin's Portuguese,
3: so he understood none of it. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it on that bombshell. That's it from us for this week. A huge thank you to our guests, Mark Steele, Tiff Stevenson and Josh Widdicombe. Thanks also to Jan Ravens and Jonathan Pye. Thanks also to writers Andrea Mann, Robin Flavel, Karen Dickinson and Andrew Doyle. And thank you most of all to you, dear listeners, for tuning in. Please don't forget to comment, like, tweet, etc. And listen out for the bonus Extra Strong, Extra Stable on Monday only on Deezer I've been James O'Brien and we'll see you again next Friday when the show will be hosted by Sean Spicer Goodbye (laughs)
4: Yes (laughs) Love Sean Spicer
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was Strong and Stable We'll catch you next time Please subscribe
0: Deezer. Deezer Originals